Everybody to the nations worldwide, this is the Travel Couple Podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives, all while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to follow along with everything that we've got going on at To The Nations Worldwide. In today's episode, we are joined by Paul and Robin of A Couple Without Borders. They are a couple who have created a business that allows them to travel the world. We have a great conversation about how they have worked to create this business and how they use Instagram to meet up with their followers all around the world. So without further ado, here's our interview with Paul and Robin. Today we are joined by Paul and Robin of A Couple Without Borders. They are business owners who live a travel lifestyle and support wildlife and planet conservation. You can follow them on Instagram at A Couple Without Borders. Hello, Paul and Robin, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I just want to get started and just hand the floor over to you and just tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and what you do. Sure. Um, I guess I'll start. So I'm Robin, the one half of A Couple Without Borders. And we are half work and half travel couple. So we have a company that's a dog walking and pet sitting company called In-Home Pet Services. And because of a lot of hard work over the years, we've been able to really spend more time doing what we love and what we're passionate about, which is really travel and birding and nature and wildlife. Mm -hmm. I think our job we're pretty passionate about as well, but now we get to enjoy a lot of uh, travel places. Yep. Definitely. So getting into the two of you, how did the two of you meet? <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting story. <laughs> All right. So when I was younger, I worked in a pet shop and I had a girlfriend in that pet shop. And then my girlfriend worked in two pet shops and the other pet shop Robin worked at. So I met Robin through my girlfriend, picking her up at the other pet shop. And we all became friends and years, we stayed in touch for many years, um, mostly because of me. And <laughs> That's then, true. <laughs> and then uh, we eventually got together. How many years now? Yeah, about seven years ago, we got back together and we've been together 24-7 pretty much ever since. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Uh, great story. So when did, um, has travel always been a part of the two of your, your lives or, uh, did one kind of influence the other to get out and travel more? I'm maybe we've always wanted to travel more, but because of work and everything, we weren't always able to, but now that we're able to actually made a resolution for us this year to do at least one week somewhere in the world every single month for the year. And so we've been pretty good about keeping to that. So yeah, far, <laughs> so far, um, like in my in my own like family, like nobody really travels. Me either. Um, I'm like I've always been the one that's gone out and gone to different places. Um, but my immediate family, they've always been like within certain towns. They all live together and they don't really travel anywhere. 
Gotcha. So getting more into this travel lifestyle, I like to ask each couple a simple two-word question, but for so many couples, it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel? You're right. <laughs> I, can, I can answer that in two words. Oh, What's that'd be that? great. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Very good answer. Very good answer. Well, I mean, the more we travel, the more we want to travel because every place we see is so different and there's so much to learn around the world. And we really try to educate people, especially, you know, with conservation and the planet. And we learn things from every place we go of how different countries do things and how we can improve and how we can do things better. Plus, like I mentioned, we love wildlife and we love birding. And so every place we go to has not only different people to meet up with, but different birds to see and different wildlife to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, the more you travel, the more it just makes you want to travel more. There's no end to it. There's no stop. Exactly. And uh, yeah, just being able to see so many different things when you're out on the road. Where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? <laughs> So we just came back from Colombia, which was amazing. We did our one week trip there. Of course, we would have liked to spend like 10 weeks there because I think you feel the same way, right? Yeah, like Colombia is a place I never thought I would ever go. Like Medellin, Colombia. I was like, I'm never going to go the there. The previous drug cartels of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, but when we got there and our experience in about five days, yeah. it was really awesome. Felt very safe. Um, the people were super nice and sweet. The climate was awesome. Um, I think I, there wasn't really one negative that I could think about. No, we really trip. were surprised how safe it felt. We went to this one little town called Jardin or Hardin, yeah. and everybody's just out at night in the little town square eating. You know, there's women walking alone with their cell phones out. It just had a very safe vibe to it, and we really loved the country. All you know, totally. And what, what was the next? Where are we now? <laughs> we are now, we're now home in New York. We live in New York City, which I guess that's a travel destination in itself, I guess. <laughs> so we're always busy doing things. We're yeah. always trying to not take for granted where we live and get to the city lot. And Yeah, I always make a joke. I'm like, I think we did, pretty much did everything there is, is possible in New York. And Rob's <laughs> like, no, we didn't. There's always something else to do. <laughs> It's true. And then we, we have a really big trip planned. Um, that's not till October, but we're going to be going to Kenya and Uganda. So once, yeah, I'm really excited. Once a year, we'd like to take a really big trip, like two to three weeks, two to three week trip. Um, and we've been to Africa several times already and we love it there. Nice. So getting in back to uh, Columbia there, what did you guys do when you were there? We did all birding all the time. <laughs> so it, it was nonstop. Like, like 3 a.m. Yeah. until dinner time, we would go out birding. And we saw about 173 new birds for us, which was really amazing. Plus, of course, got to have a lot of really delicious, authentic Colombian food. Yeah. And the travel guy was actually an Instagram follower of ours. So yeah. that was like kind of a cool deal getting to meet them. And then he's a very excellent guide as well. Yeah. And we just met through Instagram. We stayed at his house with him and his wife and new mm -hmm. puppy. And they cooked us um, some, Vene yeah, they cooked us some Venezuelan food because they're from Venezuela. So that was totally amazing. It made the whole trip really extra special. Definitely. That's like such a cool uh, experience, especially since they are one of your followers and you're able to connect. Through. And um, are there any posts of those birds that you saw from your trip on your Instagram? 
So we're a little behind on our regular posts, but we do daily stories and we actually saved a complete day that we started at three in the morning on our highlights. So if you go to our Instagram and look at our highlights, you can actually watch a whole entire day um, that we had in Colombia. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so getting to Kenya and Uganda, are you guys yes. going to do the same thing there? So yes and no. So we're going to be doing a lot of birding. We, we're really excited because we have a private birding guide for, guide for most of the time in Uganda. But we're also... Um, we did a big donation at uh, a reserve for baby elephants. Yeah, the David Sheldrick Elephant Orphanage. So what we're going to do is we have uh, an opportunity to feed the baby elephants. Um, so that's going to be a really cool experience. Yeah, I think we so. have a totally private visit there, just seeing what the reserve is all about and the orphanage. And we're super excited about that. And we're yes. also, yeah, we're also going gorilla trekking and chimpanzee oh, trekking. Yeah. So that's going to be incredible. Yeah. That sounds like quite a trip for sure. And safari, regular uh, safari. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, traveling together, what has been your most rewarding experience? Well, we're lucky in that we actually don't get sick of each other. So we work together for our job with our company and home pet services. And we travel together and we don't get sick of each other. And just having somebody that always has your back, I think that's really makes us feel good, you know, for each other, someone always watching out for you when you're in a different country. And we really, truly love spending time together, especially because we share the same passions. We both share the same passion for, you know, wildlife and birding and conservation. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, and especially traveling together with your significant other and uh, sharing those interests uh, really helps to create such an amazing uh times, memories together when you're traveling. Uh, that's really awesome that you guys share uh, with one another. Thank you. So how about this? How about your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience together? Uh, I'll start this. Yeah, I think Paul has um, to go for this when one. When I went to Tanzania, like I, me and Robin practiced Swahili because, you know, when you go into the country, they kind of like when you can speak some of their language. So we uh, enjoy trying to practice Swahili. So I thought I had this nailed. I looked up <laughs> this one phrase. It was Mbapo ni bafuni. And it basically is asking, where is the bathroom? So when we got to Tanzania, I got off the plane, went through the whole process. And I said, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And I saw a gentleman on the side, security, and I walked up to him and I said, Mbapo ni bafuni. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, uh, okay. And then I repeated it. And then I just couldn't figure out what the problem was. So then eventually I just wandered off, like kind of embarrassed. And the guy's looking at me strangely. <laughs> I figured out later that their word for bathroom is actually toilet. So what I was asking him with the buffoonie was where is the shower? And I'm in the middle of the airport and they're going, Hey, where's the shower? Where's the shower? And the guy's looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's, that was really embarrassing. Yeah, I should have said uh, Wapi Cho, which is yeah. where's the uh, toilet. Toilet, right. <laughs> nice. So when you guys go traveling together do you, to these different places, do you try to learn a little bit of uh, phrases in, in the uh, the language? We do. We, we actually are really studying Swahili now. We've been studying Swahili for about a, v- a year now because we do really enjoy traveling to East Africa. Um, when I went to Borneo, I studied Malay for a while just so I can speak a little bit because it's, it's kind of fun. Plus, the people there, they really do appreciate mm-hmm. when you're speaking to them in their native language, especially, you know, 
a language that's not as, you know, quote, easy, like the common Spanish, French, you know, languages that they expect you kind of to know a little bit. So I think they really appreciate it. So we always try to do it. But I think we're getting really good at Swahili now. <laughs> it also creates a bonding experience with the people that you're with. Uh, it right. definitely helps uh, with the bonding. So For sure. It, it's definitely, yeah. It, I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah, for that. So what about your worst travel experience together? Um, well... For me, this wasn't a travel worse for Paul because nothing happened to him. But when I was traveling to Borneo, I got food poisoning on the last day. And we had traveled all over the country, eating food everywhere from the markets, fish that the fishermen just caught. We were totally fine. And then the last day when I was at this international fancy, you know, hotel in the main city, I got food poisoning there. And it was the day before we went home and I had to travel on the plane 18 hours. Um, and that was probably the worst day of my life. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse. My worst was when we were in uh, the day before we were going to start trekking for chimpanzees. Oh, yeah. I was doing something really sweet for Robin. It was her birthday that next day. So I was setting up uh, balloons on top of the uh, netting, the uh, mosquito netting. In the middle of the night, like three in the morning, I got up. I was blowing balloons. Pitch dark. Back and forth between the bathroom, blowing them up and putting them on top of the canopy, and I broke my toe. <laughs> um, I bent it, um, broke it on a bamboo rack. Um, then I had to do the next day like six to seven hours trekking in the jungle looking for chimpanzees. chimpanzees. And he did it. <laughs> yeah, and I did extra. But the whole, the funny part for me is I actually love trekking, looking for t- chimpanzees. That's like one of my most favorite trips I ever did, even with the broken toe. I and his toe was really, really broken. It was really bad. Yeah, and being in the bush, they don't give you ice. They don't have ice. So I thought I was going to ice it down. And he said, we don't have ice. I could cut it off or just uh, ignore it. I said, I'll ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Yeah, so, so some quite different experiences there and and yeah. um in both uh, the the reason why I t- ask about experiences together on the road, it really it really shows me like what you guys have been through together and it really leads into our next mm-hmm. discussion which is about your relationship and how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship? Um I don't know if it's really affected our relationship because um, it just may make because we get along. We work every day together, yeah. <laughs> and we do everything in the house together. The thing, the odd feeling for us is like if I have to go and do something alone, or Robin does, we kind of feel weird when the other person's not there. So even in that stressful situations, um, we're just used to dealing with like that together. Um, it's odd when we're not together. So it just uh, when you travel, of course, people uh, find sometimes it's hard to get along. Um, We've definitely learned patience. I think that's something I can say that's improved, I guess, from traveling. Because when you travel, you have to be patient because not everything goes Mm -hmm. always to plan, you know, the way you're planning it. So you have to be a little more patient with each other. I think Paul learned more patience than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So patience on the road is extremely, extremely important. I I couldn't agree more. And just rolling with things that don't go to plan and and knowing how to work through that together for sure. Because I'm sure uh, getting food poisoning or breaking your toe did not go (laughs) according to plan for you too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. How about when planning a trip? Who takes care of what? Um, So I love planning. I'm a planner. I love planning everything. So I really do 
pretty much all of the planning. Yeah. Um, I might, you know, consult with Paul on a couple questions, but you know, we've been together, you know, all the time. And so I know what he likes and I know what we both like. So, and he trusts me because I'm good at it, honestly. And plus I am so easygoing when it comes to doing things. I'm willing to try anything, uh, give it a shot. Why not? You know what I mean? So if she wants to do something, like I don't ever say no. I'm cool with it. And then she knows what I enjoy. So And then once we plan, everything's planned. Paul's really good about just making sure we have all the best gear and making sure we have everything that we need. And he's really good about keeping us organized in that way. Nice. So you guys have traveled a lot together and you've been to many different destinations. What do you yep. feel is the best destination you've been to that you'd like to re- recommend to a travel couple out there? Well, I guess we've done a lot of different things. So it depends what type of travel couple are you. So if you are a wildlife and nature travel couple, um, highly recommend Africa. East Africa is amazing. And the Galapagos, you really can't beat that. Um, if you're more of a sandy and beachy you know, type of travel couple, um, there's a couple places we really loved. Um, one of them actually, this is kind of sad, burnt down. Uh-huh. But we actually just found out that they rebuilt and that was called um, Ras Nungui. And that's a it's beach resort. Yeah, beach resort on Zanzibar. That was probably the most amazing couples place we've been to. It's very good for snorkeling. It's very beautiful beach. The uh, services are really cool. Best massage of my life. We did yeah, a couple of sure. massage. Um, the price uh, was actually pretty cheap, but it, yeah. I don't know. It was very. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. And also, probably Tonga. Not many people have thought of that as a destination in the South Pacific. It's near Fiji. We actually went there originally snorkeling with humpback whales, but mm-hmm. we stayed at a beautiful beach resort there called Reef Resort. And that's another amazing destination we can recommend for people looking to who like really more the sand and the relaxing in the beach. Yeah. Mm hmm. So it's obvious looking at your Instagram and the way you guys talk that you're really into wildlife. So turning this to a different direction, um, not best destination, but best, most amazing uh, wildlife experience that the two of you have had an encounter or something that has really just blown your socks off with that. Yeah, I think uh, for both of us, Paul, it's definitely your favorite. Mm hmm. Oh, you want me to say? Um, the chimpanzees. I just love going into a jungle, hiking through jungle, and all of a sudden, it's a lot of effort because it's usually not very easy. Um, all of a sudden, there's chimpanzees, and they're all hanging out, and they're doing their thing. Um, you can have like a male chimpanzee teaching a younger uh, male how to be aggressive, and it's just like you're in the middle of the woods and there's these big primates right there. It's like a weird feeling, but it's really cool. And it's something you don't, you don't know what to expect the first time you do it because we all see things like on television shows and chimpanzees in reserves and from cages and things and they act very aggressive. But in the wild, that's the most rewarding thing I think is seeing animals in the wild where they live. It kind of changes how you think of them because when you see chimpanzees in the wild and you're trekking all day through the jungle and you finally find this family, they're not really caring about you that you're there. They're pretty habituated to people. They're just doing their own thing. It's very peaceful. Um, when Paul was saying, you know, teaching him to be aggressive, he means like displaying, you know, mm-hmm. doing displays to show off, you know, how strong they are. But it's actually very calm and peaceful. And it's not like what you would expect. expect. So I think that's just one of the most rewarding and amazing things. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I said I worked in pet shops and Robin did. Um, Robin actually worked at the Bronx Zoo. Yeah, as a I was zookeeper. a zookeeper at the zoo. Um, we understand the why there are zoos to, to educate 
uh, educate people. But um, yeah, it's really hard to it, see animals in zoos once you've seen them in the wild yeah. and how differently they look and behave. It's definitely more interesting to see them in a uh, in a wild than in cages. But I understand a zoo's <laughs> reason. Definitely, definitely, yeah. So, do you have any more advice out there for couple travelers uh, in, in relationship? Um, patience, like we mentioned, I mean, definitely. And just if things don't always go well, just try to be, I guess, understanding for the other person. So sometimes if things don't always go as planned, you know, Paul is trying to get better about this, but might blame me a little bit since I do all the planning. Um, but you have to just understand that, you know, as a couple, mm. each person always is doing their best and we're always trying to learn and from each other and from the, each situation, you know, as long as you're kind of learning how to best deal with each other and respect each other, I think that's really important. I mean, respect is a big thing. And if you have that, then I think everything else kind of falls in place with patience and understanding and things like that. It's good to know I'm getting better. <laughs> you are getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Now, our podcast is about inspiring couples to travel the world and live a travel lifestyle, whether that's working a nine to five and saving more money to travel, or it's starting your own business and scaling it to a point that allows you to travel like the two of you have done. I just want to talk more about your business and how you have uh, been able to get to this point. And uh, I just want to just introduce your business to the two of us. Of a lot of question, but I mean, I started the business myself actually in 2003, and I actually, when the business grew enough, I was able to hire Paul, so we can actually work together. And Paul's official title is operations manager. And the thing is, you know, everybody has a different style of traveling, I guess, and we're just not the type to do like hostels and couch surfing and things like that. So for us, you know, we need to keep our jobs to be able to afford to travel the way we want to. Plus some of the destinations that we do like to go to, especially in Africa, um, do tend to be a little more expensive than other places. Um, so for us right now, I mean, we have so much freedom with our jobs because it's built up to be so big, I guess. Um, I actually franchised the company and we have 14 locations right now um, all throughout New York. So that has just also given us a lot more ability to be flexible and travel and have a lot more people that you know, are handling the day-to-day -day for us in our business. So I'm sure this didn't happen overnight, or uh, you guys, you definitely had to work to get to the point. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, for years and years, when I first started the company, there was zero travel, <laughs> zero vacation, zero days off every holiday. And I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, both of us really appreciate travel as much as we do and appreciate just the little things. I mean, still, even one day off going to the city, we appreciate it because of the years of working so hard to be able to get to this point. But it really was all worth it because we really love our lives now. Yeah, something I just started doing like in the last uh, six months, because um, we've actually been doing a lot more traveling. I try and enjoy the moment I'm in. Um, when you're running around and you're doing like travel sometimes it could be a whirlwind so i actually find myself taking moments and going okay i'm gonna enjoy what i'm doing right now look around because it's kind of it's kind of interesting when you come back from a trip it's different things that stick in your head and i feel like more 
sticks with me because I sit down and I make a point of really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. And I do that a lot more now. That's harder for me to do because I'm always thinking ahead. <laughs> gotcha. So <laughs> with starting your own business, there's a couple listening to this interview out there right now who wants to start their own business. What kind of advice would you give them when they're doing that? Um, the best best, best advice would be to definitely pick something you're passionate about because even though we work so hard, we love what we do. So when your job doesn't feel like a job, that's the best thing you can do. So find something that you're not only good at, but have a passion for. And Paul always tells people. Yeah, it took me 42 years to find a job that it doesn't feel like I'm working. I mean, we put a lot of work and energy and effort into what we do, but- uh, It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like it. It's like I get up, I live my life and- that's like a really great feeling to have if you can find that. That's- yeah, I mean, our work really just becomes part of our life. And if you can do something that incorporates your passion and your skills, and then there's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Creating uh, more and pursuing a, a business in that is, that's just the best way to go about it. So before you started your own business, did you guys have something that you kind of uh, experience through to to transition right into this business or uh, was it something that you just decided this is what you wanted to do, this is how you wanted to go about it? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a transition because both of us, you know, Paul was saying about how we met through like a pet store and his girlfriend in another pet store. You know, we've always loved animals, both of us, since we were young. And, you know, I worked in pet stores when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, and that's how we met. And then I went to school. I have a degree in biology. And I focused on animals and animal behavior. And after school, I was a zookeeper at the Bronx Zoo with the Wildlife Conservation Society. And, you know, when that it's when I just found that it's not really the path I wanted to take, I had to do something. And so I always wanted to still work with animals. And so I just did a lot of research. And this was back when it was mostly libraries instead of the internet. So I would literally go to the library, take out books and read them and still look on some stuff online and just learn everything I could about dogs and pet sitting and how to build a business. And I just started it and a lot of hard work and it's just grown since then. So this business has allowed you to to live more of a travel lifestyle. Right. Uh, was it kind of part of the plan to get to this? Well, I don't, I honestly never believed I can actually get to this point because, you know, when you start and you're working every day, 365, you know, for a few years, it's hard to imagine that it would really come true, even though, of course, yes, that is something you always try to work toward. But then slowly but surely it started happening and we're able to, you know, hire more people in, you know, to run the day-to-day operations. And, you know, it's become easier and easier as the time went on. And as time goes on, we're able to travel more and more, even though we have more work Mm -hmm. and more franchises and more locations, it's still becoming easier and easier to get more time to travel. Like, don't you think so? Yeah. It was just a tough part to let go a little bit and put responsibility in somebody else's hands. Um, There's like different things like that that 
you uh, have to struggle with. Yeah, but once you have a good system in place, and we have an amazing system in place right now, like it's really, it sounds so corny, but like it's really having your dreams come true. You know, we, we love everything now, just being able to travel and we want to do more and being able to have just time to enjoy other things, even though, you know, we feel like Instagram and other things like that is still another full-time job. It really is. <laughs> but that's something we're we working. That's another job that we're putting our energy and effort into. And that's the thing. If you put energy and effort into something and you don't give up and you keep going through any hurdles yeah, or don't issues, um, things will pan out. It's going to come. So you just keep going. You keep trudging through, uh, put the hard work in, and then good things happen. It's really true. Now, tell us about A Couple Without Borders and uh, more about your Instagram. Yeah, so I think about in December of 2016, I think, um, we started our Instagram and we, because we knew we were traveling more and we wanted to connect with people from more places, we're like, hey, we didn't know anything about Instagram. We actually actually learned it through uh, through our company. company. We went to a seminar about Instagram, Instagram and both of us, it was just like a light bulb, even though it was supposed to be an Instagram for our company and the pet business, yeah. we just looked at each other and knew right away, this is going to be the way to build our travel life Yeah, and educate I, and, you know, just grow. Yeah. And we just, we like spent a week just writing down all different names of what we wanted to have. And we came up with a couple without borders because mm-hmm. It really encompassed everything we are. I mean, we're a couple. And the without borders really has two meanings. It means without borders as far as traveling, right? Mm-hmm. We can, we'll just go to any country and anywhere, you know, around the world. And without borders also because we're together 24 7, we have no borders with each other. Wow. So it really was a perfect name. So we both just knew right away. It was like one of those light bulb moments that, yeah. that really, I can actually say that Instagram changed our life. Yeah. I mean, it really changed our entire life with travel and meeting people. And well, we amazing. actually meet so many people from Instagram when we go to a location. We'll right. put out we're come, going to a specific location, and anybody having any ideas where to go, what to look for. And then we, we uh, have a lot of amazing uh, followers that uh, will start letting us know what's going on in their area. They want to meet up with us. We want to show us certain uh, areas and things that they know about the area. So that opens up the uh, place we're going to visit. You have this whole extra thing that you can uh, utilize now. Yeah, we, I, think, I think we've met up with people from Instagram that we've never met before. We've only met through Instagram in person from every single place we've traveled to since we started our Instagram account. And that's really been incredible. Um, no negative experiences as yeah, well. Yeah, no negative experiences with no no murderers or you know, anything like that. Now, tell us a little bit about how you use Instagram. And uh, you've done these meetups with people all around the world that follow you. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really cool. So I think that's mostly because of our daily stories we do. People really know who we are. So people aren't afraid to meet up with us because every single day we post a story about our day whether traveling or just working. So people really get to know us and we do so much cool things. Um, People think we're cool, whether we are or not. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to ask them. And then, so when we post where we're going, people are interested in birding and meeting up with us because we have followers, obviously, that have the same interests as us. And then we also won't meet up with someone unless we have really developed some kind of online relationship with them. Like, 
them messaging us and responding to our stories and us viewing and responding their stories and pictures. So we kind of get to know them a little bit too. And um, mostly we just meet at parks and places like that. We've only had one meetup where our first meetup was actually at someone's apartment in New York City. But he's become one of our closest friends. And we're meeting up with him again this week on Friday. And we've had like six meetups with him already. I always ask, uh, like uh, you, Michael, you like to ask a lot of questions. So one of the questions (laughs) I ask when we meet people after they get to know us and person a little bit i always say so do we actually seem like uh the people that we represent on instagram and everybody to date has said yeah you guys are exactly like i thought you're gonna be because they watch those stories they don't just look at the picture so a lot of them follow along with the story that uh, we put up every day and what we have one quick funny thing we actually had met up with one instagram follower who never viewed our stories and so all he knew was from our pictures and he was so hesitant and confused vince his name was from ohio um about meeting up with us why we want to meet up and then (laughs) you know once we met up and now we taught him how to learn do stories and view them and he watches all our stories he said it was one of the most rewarding experiences meeting up with us and getting to know us and meeting somebody from instagram so that like we really feel good about that so what do the two of you recommend a couple to do to start to live a travel lifestyle? Um, I think in the beginning, I do you agree, Paul, like researching a lot, the places you're going to? Yeah. Um, just like uh, what you do. So planning. <laughs> you do most of the research and I kind of listen and. Yeah, when when you're new to traveling, I mean, every little thing is new. And a lot of people who've been traveling for a while, you know, may take for granted just the little things that you already do know and learn. And so when you first start, I mean, Instagram's a great way to learn from other couples. You can look at other couples' blogs, um, which hopefully we will have on one day. So we don't have three to full-time jobs. And really just trying to plan as much as you can when you first start and maybe even have a guide with you the whole time, just so you get used to traveling. And then it'll be a lot easier to travel on your own without yeah, making be so less many less stressful, plans. less yeah. arguments. I mean, yeah, you know, less arguments. More planning, <laughs> less arguments, less stress. Well, there you have it. Paul and Robin of A Couple Without Borders sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you guys for joining us on this podcast. Well, thank thanks you. for having us. I really appreciate it. It was a lot and, of fun. Uh, yeah, the little technical difficulties, maybe you just like uh, wash it out. And- <laughs> Put the clips together. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where should people reach out to you? Uh, I just want to hand the floor over to you. Let the people know how they can find a couple without borders. So right now, um, we would love you guys to reach out to us on Instagram. And again, that's a couple without borders. Our logo is two puffins. So you'll, that's how you'll know you're in the right place. And, you know, we don't have a full website and blog yet. We will in the future. But of course, we will post that on Instagram as soon as that comes to fruition. And we're really excited for anybody that we can help with anything about travel. And you guys can feel free to reach out to us and ask us, DM us, you know, anytime we'll be happy to respond right back to you. You think people know what puffins are? <laughs> That's true. People might not know the what birding, puffins are. Non-birding people who know what a puffin picture is. Our logo is two puffins, which is two birds that look like penguins, but are more colorful. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 24. That is for this episode's show notes. Learn more about Paul and Robin and everything they're doing at a couple 
without borders. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe and leave us a review on this podcast. We'll be sure to be back with you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure out there to the nations worldwide.